welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast, episode 47. Mr. Drew Steck getting started. What's going on, man? Yeah. Dude, I'm very excited about this uh, this drink, so I'm, I'm watching it pour as we roll into this intro. Uh, I'm excited for this week. I like that color. I'm gonna. We'll, we'll talk about what that is right now. Mr. Steve Brokaw, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Different scene. Different scene uh, uh, for me today. The the high school behind my house had a nice uh, band practice that went uh, really late, and I didn't want to for that to be the soundtrack in, in my my audio tonight. So I set up in my garage. As you <laughs> Those, can see, my washer and dryer behind me. And <laughs> Those darn kids. You should be recruiting drummers, Steve. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Good practice, guys. Good practice on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, a little bit God. of a different uh, setup for me today, but. We're excited nonetheless. Hey, it works for everybody that's watching here. Thank you for joining us. Welcome in live to the show. If you're listening and we're in your ear, uh, it's no different to you where Steve is. So uh, welcome anyways. And uh, thank you for listening to us. Uh, this is episode 47, titled Car Washes and Donuts. Drew, before we talk about our beers, man, why, why car washes and donuts? What's going on here? Uh... Car washes is pretty obvious because we got a clean sheet, but donuts is, uh, so I was checking out Austin Guerrero's Instagram, I think it was Tuesday morning, and uh, I was like, hey, donuts, nice. And he was like, oh yeah, I get donuts for the guys if we get a shutout. I thought that was cool. And I said, zeros for heroes, you know? Nice. Shape like a zero. I like it. But yeah. I didn't, see, I didn't see that. I didn't so catch you that. A, you get a zero, you get a donut. Yeah. Very cool. I like it. That's a... That's a very uh, cool thing. That that's very cl- uh, clever. It's a scoop. Yeah, I don't. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I DM'd him and he was like, "Yeah, here's what I'm doing." So that's why car washes and donuts. We get the car washes, they get the donuts. I guess. Nice. Well, I think they get car washes too. By the way, I just got Everything my. I just got my uh, free car wash like coupon today in the mail. In the email. In my email. Mm-hmm. In the Same. mail. Not in the mail. They don't send it out. They email it like, because they're you know, they're not old like. We are. Mine uh, came via carrier pigeon. <laughs> so, yeah. Carrier pigeon. Uh, no, and I finally got it. So, yes, it is true. It is real. We actually do all get car washes, okay, guys? And I saw that some people were like, is this like just a ploy to get our emails? No, well, it's actually. No, but, but I, I think the, the last time it happened, I submitted and I did not get a code. So, I think there's people who were like legitimately griping because they didn't get one. And I know I didn't get one. You, it went straight but, to, to junk for almost everyone. Mm, Even if you did get it, so I think that was part of it. Interesting. Okay. Well, today my mind came in regularly, so maybe they changed something. Maybe I changed something. I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. Maybe they work great too. Yeah. Their their system might have been just not working quite uh, the way that it should have the first time around. They weren't expecting so many people wanting to get their car washed. (laughs) We should have gotten more shutouts this year. We got more clean sheets. I think we would have had more tests to the system. It's uh, halfway (laughs) through the season, and they've only had to do it twice. So Um, That's really good for them. Exactly. It's been a great promo for them, but uh, I'm happy to get a car wash. I desperately need it here at this point in the summer. I know most people do in our dust bowl of a city that we live in so uh oh my gosh. that and then uh don't byod bring your own donuts to the uh car wash and donut party here nice talking about car washes and donuts we do we have also our own little tradition that we do drew so since you already were pouring your beer you, you get to start today man what are you drinking obviously mother earth brewing mother earth brewing mm. i already relocated relocated the can um hop diggity oh nice Double IPA. It's a double IPA. Yeah, it's their their general double IPA. I saw the can. I went, this looks beautiful. I just wanted something to drink in a park that was nice. Um, This ended up being the other half of that. 
and now it's deliciously going to my mouth, but Mother Earth up near Steve, and then also in Idaho? Is that where their second mm -hmm. production facility is? In Boise, oh. I believe? Yeah, it's, um, it's outside of cool. Boise, I think. But yeah. Yeah, that's neat. It's neat to see San Diego breweries kind of almost like take over the world sometimes. Be like, wow, they're, we're not just, we're here, we're, we're everywhere. You go see tap handles all over the country, and you'll see great beer from here. But uh, this is one that's, you know, right here and delicious. So hop diggity can't. It's been a while since I've had a double IP that didn't just, uh, it wasn't trying to do anything too hard, but was just good. And that's it's what this beer. is. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I like classic to the style of beer. Like if you're going to give me an IPA, I want an IPA and I want some crazy tasting IPA. Once in a while, I want to have something that's, you know, like, yeah. what would you say? Uh, experimental. But uh, yeah, that double IPA I've had before too. Solid. Yeah. Steve, what are you having, man? I am having a pure project beer. And I think, I think like I talked about last week, um, very dangerous that this pure project is now literally the closest <laughs> brew to my house. Um, so yeah. This this it's one is so called uh, Dankness Rising. It's a collaboration mm. with a brewery up in San Francisco called San Francisco called Cellar Maker. Uh, so pure project in Cellar Maker, Dankness Rising. It's a unfiltered West Coast double IPA. So Drew on that double Ooh, train, yeah, double train. But their can art though. is always murky. gorgeous and. Um, it looks like a murky yeah. constellation for everybody watching. Yeah, uh, it's a watching little, through their ears. It's a little yeah. different. It's a little different than normal. Uh, their normal murky stuff, but um, I'm a bigger fan of the non-murky stuff. But their beer is amazing, no matter what. So they um, make some of the best this, unfiltered this and murky stuff. This is incredible. I think yeah. in town, which is saying something because a lot of good murky stuff is made. But yeah, they're say, you yeah. know they can't do any wrong. We're kind of spoiled here book. with with that type of beer, and also the word dank. I love that word so much. Mm -hmm. Dank. I know. Anyways, I know. all right, Mister Mister Woodward, what are you drink? What dank are you drinking? FC. Talking about dank beer, uh, creative creature, of course, because I'm mm -hmm. a creature of habit. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, ah, brew pomeranz is what I'm having. To brew brew pomeranz, brew pomeranz, pomeranz. Oh, that's pretty. It's good. a sour ale with pomegranate, raspberry, and lime. They've continued with their Padres themed beer. I don't know what you're talking about. This is called brew pomeranz. It has nothing. There's nothing here to do with. The Padres whatsoever, because uh -huh. uh, that would be wrong, and Padres are copyright. So I don't know what you're talking about, Steve. <laughs> I got you, creative creature. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, so cheers to everybody. Uh, if you're cheers. here, there's a few of you here watching live. What are you drinking? Even if it's water, let us know. Are you drinking water? Are you drinking some? I got a, I got a question for you guys. What What do you think? Uh, there's been a lot of Padre themed beers. Is crack that, Jerry? <laughs> As uh, Steve said, but the. Um, for the locals, not the locals, but for loyal, uh, what would we say in terms of players? Who would be the first player on the, uh, loyal to get their own beer? Ooh. What would you call it? Corey. Corey? Okay. <laughs> would be a double a Dr. Pepper flavored stout. <laughs> <laughs> what would it? What would Corey's beer be? Yeah, probably something like that. That sounds like a. I don't. That sounds like a actually really good beer. Or. I or like the like Grant, <laughs> Grant Grant Stoneman Stoneman. Come on, that's that's, uh, that's yeah. too easy. That's the lowest hanging fruit possible, bro. <laughs> I would no. go. I would go with like Blake and like a brown, like a typical English brown, but like kind of uh, spice it up a little bit. Maybe throw some red into that brown hmm. a little bit, okay. something like that. Like like your typical English thing, but then spiced up, right? Like Jack Blake. You know, he's like he's. He's got that, but he's also got this kind of just different energy that he's always keeping with him. So, I would put that into the uh, into the mix there. Oh, Blake can... Brown. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I don't know what I would say. 
bring Blake the brown. See, I feel like I'm going to take some of the low-hanging fruit, too, and just say, what if it's just like a mixed drink? And we do like an Elijah, Elijah Martini, you know, like something like Ooh, that. That's pretty good. I like that. Right, right. Um, let's see. Pizza Port Snack Porter is Oscar's having a Pizza Port Snack that Pack Porter. Silky chocolate in a glass, he said. Ooh. Man, we're so spoiled here. Okay, so let's get into this and we'll keep talking about some some beers as we go. Uh, Nick finally came out of retirement. Uh, he, reti- he retired his drinking for a month. And he's back. He said he might crack uh, open a cold one. So join us, man. Okay. We have a lot to talk about. We uh, I, And it's because of me. I'll put it all on me. We missed out last Tuesday. Uh, it's been crazy. And so we have some stuff to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. So we need to get into it. We're going to be talking about the, uh, obviously, the match against Tacoma, one, 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 against <laughs> the, the Los Dos match. Uh, some things happened there. And then we're going to get into some locals topics. So let's do it. What do you say, guys? Let's go. Let's, do let's it. go. Oh, man. So remember we talked about last week how I said there's no reason why we can't get four points out of two. Well, we didn't. And we started out not so great this uh, yeah. road week, right? It's it, officially the middle of the season, by the way. So this is when we start kind of really looking into what our – club looks like as a whole on the field really really now it's time to say okay tell them crack down take advantage where of where we are and let's make sure that we stay there and if possible even if we get that chance get into a second place or first place if if phoenix decides to start dropping some points so when do you do it you have to do it on the road uh, at home you know we do come back for a few games actually we should probably talk about that later as well but this loss against Tacoma, again, away, I don't know, man. Tacoma is not what we were expecting. I think that we we took them too lightly coming into this match. And here we go. You know, it was a, it was a really odd match for me because it felt like we could have done a lot more with what we had, right? Yeah, I mean, um, kind of like starting at the lineup, you know, you, you – it, it was definitely not, I would say, the the A team, right? I mean, Colin Martin wasn't starting. That was kind of, you know, what, what's that about? Um, some of our new signings were in, and not that that's not an A squad, but, you know, it takes time to get acclimated to the to the tactics, to the rest of your teammates, to kind of the system. So I was a little surprised to see that, especially knowing that we already played at Tacoma and we didn't lose that game. So I thought we were going to kind of go out guns blazing and really try to take this to them. But Obviously, we've talked about this a lot that there's going to need to be rotations and we're going to need to really test the depth of this squad. And here was kind of that chance. And it, it seemed like, you know, yeah, it didn't it didn't really work out for us. And in, in at the end of the day, um, so it, it really sucks. But, you know, I agree. I mean, just real quick, I, I don't know if anybody noticed, but I didn't catch that yeah, until I started talking about or looking at the notes and looking at. Uh, you know, the lineups and things like that. You just mentioned Colin Martin. He was not in the 18 in, in neither Tacoma game or the Galaxy 2 right. game. So that was interesting. Right. Hmm. And all we know is lower body injury. USL is, you know, coy with their injury. Oh, that's remarks, right. He was injured. Yes. That's right. There's an injury. Right. Okay. A lower um, body injury. Yeah, we, we kind of anticipated, you know, some rotations and it, it happened here and it just, it seemed like we never really had a, a lot of control. We never really had that aspect mm-hmm. it kind of felt like w- w- how we played at the beginning of the season, the season in Tacoma where now this team is so much better than that but it seemed like we kind of played that same way um g- kind of wish we had a little bit more 
Um, I know we'll get through it with the timeline, but in the second half, we had some subs that came on. It seemed like that changed things and really picked things up, but we just couldn't kind of eke that eke that equalizer uh, at the end of the day. So it really yeah, sucks. It felt to... like we had a lot of new players kind of mixing yeah. in, right? Uh, kind of starting or or playing positions throughout the whole game that, that typically they hadn't yet due to injuries, due to squad rotation, and then they fell flat. Just whatever reason, they opened flat. They couldn't, you know, hit the goal well. I think that was part of the issue is when you're not, you know, getting the ball near the goal, you're not going to be being competitive. So in the first half, they they controlled. But again, we're not getting shots on goal and shots on target the way we probably want to. Um, and this was kind of all of those things coming to roost in a game where we're better than our competition. We look better than them, but we're we're not scoring. So I think that's that's where to me, I think there's a maybe a thought process of like, hey, what's you know, what's going on with the defense in terms of. Uh, obviously not having the, the same personnel here uh, consistently across most of the season. And then, you know, additionally on the front half, not having that. They had some interesting looks, but, um, you know, it, it seemed like almost out of necessity in the next match, they play a little better versus this, you know, first match of the week. You wanted to see them be more offensive, possibly. Um, and that just wasn't the case. So it, the first half just kind of, peddled on we've seen this a decent amount from this team but you feel like if we score first in that second half it would have been key right mm -hmm. come out quick and and score um unfortunately that didn't happen <laughs> we come out within five minutes you get Tacoma to score first and when that's happened to us traditionally as a club we have not fared well um at picking up points and we did respond uh pretty quickly so uh, anything on the Tacoma goal or do you want to get to <laughs> The, the response here well i would say just that uh you know that's a good point about the players that maybe typically wouldn't be starting we had you know we haven't really seen much of of sal i don't think that uh you know sal is a starter i think it's very much somebody that can come in as a as a great sub and he was starting this match we had uh you said new players we had two of them right we had well wait duh. we had well we had haji and then we had uh why Boone didn't play? Chase Boone, could've, right? Yeah, I could have sworn that he was actually in here. I so, think he was. I'm pretty sure he was. I thought it was his first start. He did actually. have a start. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I so, thought he started and Haji started as Haji's first he game. Started he started up from with a... Spencer. That's yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, so the, we had those two players. Uh, obviously, the the Morgan Hackward red was an interesting situation. Way later in the too. game. Yeah. Way later in the game. We'll get to that. I don't think that that necessarily had any impact, but. Uh, before you get into the actual match itself, just a couple of stats here. 42, uh, 45.2 possession to Tacoma. Uh, we beat them out with a 54.8. Uh, we had uh, three offsides to their one, four corners. They had 10. Uh, you know, it doesn't, it's just too much. But shots, this is where it's interesting because they had 16. We had 11. Five of theirs were on target. Fours of ours were on target. So at least we were a little bit more efficient there with shots on target. Uh Sure, but they had you know, we had we tied shots outside the box, so that's good. Inside the box, they were able to get in quite a bit. Had eleven shots inside of the box. Uh, you just didn't see that generation from us. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You, you yeah. didn't see the the balls in or the, or the you know cute pass from a diagonal to a forward. You just didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah, but so one of my things with this match was kind of the, we, you know, we had rotation in the midfield and we didn't look great in midfield. It seems like we're very dependent on having 
our midfield be our midfield week in, week out? And like what happens later in the season if there are injuries like Colin is experiencing an hour? What if Charlie Adams goes down? Like it seems like that midfield needs to be very consistent for us to perform well. And and I'm worried about that, like especially going forward in the playoffs. Um, if one of those guys is out out and all of a sudden we have to play Phoenix or RGV or Tacoma or somebody in the playoffs who's really kind of taking the matches to us, we've kind of shown that we're really dependent on having our midfielders be healthy uh, and consistent. And I, I just kind of worry about what's going to happen if all of a sudden we need to change something there and it, and then it's not clicking. And then it, we just seem like we're out of control of the match. Um, and maybe just a bad example, you know, but um I, I just when you get a glimpse into it, it, it kind of lets your head run wild. And that's kind of where mine's going right now. Like, I just worry about what if we don't have uh, all of our guys in critical matches going forward? Uh, what's that going to do for um, for us going forward this season? So kind of just my two cents, but it's, it's a little worrisome. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big worry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's You know, it, we were expecting a lot more from these guys, I would say. And this match just... sure. It showed us that there's still some holes to fill. There's still some work to be done there. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, you know, but it's also not a great thing halfway through the season. Uh, with, again, Muse starting, I think he's doing everything that he possibly can, uh, you know, to, to defend back there. But he has had, you know, no games where he's been able to have a shutout. Uh Yep. And do you say that's more Muse, or would you put that more on our defense? I don't know. That's a tough I question. Think it's huh? a, <laughs> I yeah. think it's. I think it's tough, right? I, I think. I think in this match specifically, Tacoma. Yeah, they like Jerry. Like you scored. You like you said they they scored early, and then there was a couple injuries. I think both of the center backs got injured. I think Callum and Grant Stoneman both went out injured. Right. Uh, obviously, Callum went to the hospital, which I think we'll get to in more detail. But. Um, they both were out injured, so then th there were some subs that had to that had to happen, and that's never easy for a goalkeeper to kind of back that you know usher the back line properly like that. So um, it's hard; it's it's really hard to say, right? Trey's really kept us in a lot of games. I think, especially those first four games of the season when we were, you know, obviously we were owned for, but Trey has had a, an incredible run of form. Um, it's just I I just don't think it's really worked out for him to get a clean sheet. Obviously, Austin started two matches and he's gotten two clean sheets, so it seems like there's correlation there, but. At the same time, um, you can really see the quality that Trey brings, and I think he's kept us in a lot of games that um, we could have easily dropped points in. So I, I think it's more just a happenstance than it is, you know, correlation or causation. But um, it's it there. The evidence is, you know, it it, it means something. So mm -hmm. it's it's not black and white. I'll say that. Absolutely. Yeah, not. we don't we don't see practice. We don't see all a lot of things that. <laughs> that might factor into this, you know, in terms of who's getting selected and, and why. And uh, Austin specifically, I know they said last year they like playing him against uh, the Galaxy because of his ability to kind of push the ball more with his leg upfield um, and stretch their their players a little bit more, having to run back and then chase the ball. So I know that's something strategically that they've decided to do, and, and that's why they might employ Austin versus Trey, right, in certain matches. But his organization of the back line is to be commended. Um, Trey's still younger in his career. It's a point I've made a few times is that he's a great keeper, but I think that there's certain things mentally that Austin just seems to do really well um, that he did very well in this match to make sure that it just never really became a massive problem for them. You get lucky a little bit, but you also do a good job of making sure your defense knows where to be. And that's where, uh, with this shifting back line, having a little bit more of that um, 
you know, captaincy and not that Trey doesn't You see him barking and, and making sure people need to be where they are, but just reading the game before it happens almost um, just because you might've seen a few more balls your way uh, is, is definitely in Austin's corner. And he's done yeah. a great job when he's had his opportunities this year. So, um, you know, you hope you can give him more opportunities, but at the same time, I can't say that that's, yeah, because the other keeper has been uh, not doing his job. It's just it seems to be that one of the things that he that Austin does really well is that we've we've had a very organized back line. I've never felt very unsafe the two games that he did, uh, you know, captain the defense there. So that, that that's what I'm I'm looking for moving forward is to see um, if Trey can do a little bit uh, of of owning that space, um, which he's done, you know, punching the ball and being very aggressive in terms of coming out at stuff. So I don't think it's necessarily a technical thing i think it's just more so a um you know comfortability comfortability honestly is, is it, and while we're on the and while we're on the goalkeeper topic sorry jerry and i stole your turn but while we're on this topic like that first tacoma goal which i i thought was early but i must be thinking of a different match the 50th minute um i believe that was he had a pretty bad error on that first goal right that yes. if i'm, if I'm yeah. remembering correctly i mean yes, that was did. basically 100 40 minutes ago of soccer, but uh, I believe he had a pretty bad error going into that. And that's got to hurt the confidence. But um, ultimately, like I said, I I just kind of went on a train use praise train right there. Uh, He's kept us in a lot of matches and his quality as a goalkeeper is absolutely evident. Um, He made a mistake and it's, it's, it's hard to eat. You know, goalkeepers are really expected to be perfect. Um, But it is hard to see that. And then obviously Austin in the next match, he, he shines. Um, you know, I guess we'll see who's who's going to be starting these next couple matches. Well, and we'll talk a little bit about this goalkeeper a little bit more as we talk about uh, you know los dos because sure. there's some thoughts that have to be put out there that you know I kind of want to squash before we get to that point. But but before we sure. do that, I, I would say, you know, yeah, it, I, when you said it was an early goal, and I was like, wait a minute, the whole first half yep. for the most part in this match, we we definitely had a lot more control than they did. And, and that was nice to see. However, we go back to yeah. what we keep talking about on the show, which is capitalizing on them and being able to put that ball in the back of the net, taking those opportunities and actually making something of them. It's great. If we're given those chances, it's great. If, it's great. If we can create those chances and those opportunities or whatever, but it's, it's one thing to do that. It's another thing to actually put the ball in the back of the net and make them count. Uh, because otherwise, yeah. there's no. It doesn't matter how many opportunities we create because it, the ball needs to go in the back of the net. That's how you win games. And, and I would say we, I would say we didn't. I mean, I, I think we created some opportunities, but I would argue that you know we had more possession. But possession without purpose is it's meaningless, right? I mean, you, you, can, control, you can control the match, but just because you're passing it around and you have more possession doesn't really mean you're doing much with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah. No, and to go back to that goal, it was a, it was a cross, almost like a cross across the box. He should have easily cleaned up that he spilled uh, back to a, uh, a offending player for the other team who came in and just kind of struck it right behind him. So it was definitely a gaffe, definitely something where, again, you look at that and you look at the the highlights, and it's it's hard to not make that case of you know looking at possibly shaking it up. But uh, to the point, we still need. What we just talked about, we need the offense to score, and and as you said, the midfield has been, uh, you know, kind of when we're going to look at the next match here, uh, what worked in this match, um, you know, was sometimes when we pushed it through the midfield well, but again, the purpose of linking that um, possession to actually something attributing in the final third uh, just didn't 
didn't happen, as you said, in the first half here. And uh, very quickly, it seemed like uh, after that spill of a goal, we did get our goal in the 55th minute there. And it was a reactionary kind of, we've seen them. Hey, when we're down, they step on the gas and they play hard. Good point. And they, they do tend to produce results almost immediately, which is great. But it's like, where was this for the first 55 minutes of the match um, to really just link up and, and get shots on? And so, yeah. um, you know, coming up there, you have a, uh, you know, a great kind of uh, ping from, from Toomey down to Miguel. Um, and it's a... Uh, or sorry, to uh, to me there uh, from a bar to to me, uh, and then uh, to me crosses it in. I'm just watching the highlight here, and uh, kind of glances it off his head, right, kind of across the goal. Really beautiful header um, to redirect and kind of send right into the right corner, exactly where he wanted it to be. So, um, what was your kind of thoughts on the production there and two players who the beginning of the season might have been a little frustrating? It was nice to see them link up for the goal. That's kind of how I felt about it. You know, I feel like almost uh, every great, great player and those that have a really good history of being fantastic players, they sometimes, not always, sometimes, most times, rely on people around them to make them great. And it's those that, you know, just basically help and enhance that skill that's there for these players. And I think that Ibarra is one of those players. And we're seeing it to where he's starting to mesh a lot better with the guys. Uh, I think in the beginning when he was with this club, I, we were expecting great, great things from him. And it's taken a little while, but it's getting there. And, and I do think that he's starting to see those open spaces for our guys. And to, and, and he's going to be very much like a Guido person who's going to get that ball to somebody else to put the ball in the back of the net. Once in a while, they'll have a look at it, you know, and they'll get their opportunities. But I think... Ibarra to Moshebane was was great. And yep. like you said, yeah. you know, coming for five minutes after that Tacoma goal, and they said, no, we're not giving up. They, they keep going. It's it's great to see, and I think that needs to continue. Uh, but they also need to make sure that they're defending at the same time because, you know, 10 minutes later, Tacoma takes the lead again. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously in between there, we have to throw this in there because it wouldn't be a San Diego loyal game without Grant Stoneman getting a yellow. So that was right in between uh, those two goals. Grant, oh, my God. I don't even know what to say about this guy. Uh, I love you so much. You know it's a thing when the club (laughs) even says it's not a game until Grant gets a yellow. I know, I know. uh, What are the suspension rules? I I want somebody, an expert like Alan, to chime in. And ask us what the suspension and tell us what the suspension rules are because uh, it seems like they they've got to exist and he's got to be creeping up into him. So um, he is he is a type of player from actually not from soccer but from minor league hockey. Um, if you've ever watched the, like, the Bruiser, yeah, he's this the destroyer, and it's yeah. just like these guys like talk about how many penalty minutes they've got or like whatever. Like for him, that's yellows. So it's like. Yeah, I got a yellow in like 20 consecutive matches. It's a record. <laughs> like, I just feel like USL should come out and give at the end of the year awards, like a uh, NYCP, you know, like a most yellow carded player award. Because Grant for sure will take that. Like we may not win anything, but Grant Stoneman deserves an award for so many damn yellows. Enforcer. Yeah. I would call him that. Enforcer, yeah. Perfect. Tape. Nice. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, in the 88th minute, we talked about the red card already. Both teams get a red. Uh, God, guys, like, hold, keep it together. Why are we fighting little kids? Hackward. <laughs> <laughs> a guy with too many ends in his name. <laughs> uh, well, how old is Kinsner, by the way, who got the red? 
Look him up real quick. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, That's a good question. Uh, this, I got an error 404 on the link. <laughs> yeah, if website. you try and click on certain players in the USL website, it takes you to know they don't exist. <laughs> They're... That's great. It doesn't matter. Not real. Um, he's, but he's, yeah, the, he's a child. Yeah, is what he, we're just going to say he's a he child. He was a child. Hackworth <laughs> was definitely not as much the offender. He was the reactionary. But if you ever react on a pitch, they're going to get you. And you, you you do what he did. You, you just can't touch other people in certain areas. And you can't do certain gestures or do certain things. And so. Mm-hmm. 18. Um, he's 18. 2003. Born to, wow. born the year I graduated Morgan, from high school. Morgan, you're, you're better than this. Come on. <laughs> so. You're you're more chill than this. You're a chill surfer guy. Just be like out there on the wave. You know, you he's, get tossed a bit, but you don't. You're not mad at the wave. Is he's listening you're to this? Like, just hey. like singing Shaggy right now, like it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this might be one that they try and rescind the red from. Uh, but again, like you, you, I've seen it called before, so it's yeah. I mean, I, 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 Jerry, I hear what you're saying. Why are we fighting kids? At the same, he time, was defending I himself. Saying, well <laughs> okay. said, like. I don't want to see our guys get kind of manhandled without somebody stepping up and doing something about it. <laughs> totally. You know? I think I think a red was harsh. I don't think a red was really proper there, but <laughs> agreed. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I don't hate seeing some kind of fight. You know, not in the match specifically, but to kind of defend and stand up for each other. It kind of tells you what the squad is about and who they are to each other. Um, maybe reading into something minor, but um, that's kind of what we do here. So. In an aspect, I like it. And another one, you know, that, that could have been five, six, seven minutes that we could have been 11 v 10 and um, it maybe got that equalizer. So there's definitely two sides to every story. And that's kind of one. That's it. That's a good example. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and, and he's a punk kid, as Jerry said. So push him back, I didn't but also know kid. where to save your trash talk. Do something, you know, spin him around, do something on the field that's going to make him regret. <laughs> Uh, that or get him tossed, right? Know that you're going to take that tactical advantage. So, um, you know, it's it's a learning opportunity. And again, they might they might fight it. They fought the Stoneman one earlier this year, and that was almost like a week after it happened. But it was actually pretty quickly, like two or three days. But it was all quiet. We didn't know till it was unless you know people were looking into, it, and that was a pretty high profile match. So this could mm-hmm. actually go on and not know. But um, also, Hackworth is not as crucial to the starting lineup. So it also might just be served out versus Grant was pretty crucial to our back line at that point um, to make sure that he stays in there. So uh, we'll see, but uh, that would make him, obviously he was ineligible for the dose, Los dose match, but uh, this upcoming one as well, he would just set that out as well. Uh, if that was the case, right? It's not a third game. It's just two games. Correct? I think it's just two games. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. most leagues. Yeah. 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 The uh, other thing I was going to mention uh, there was a injury during this match too. I, we are, I don't want to say cursed right now. We're plagued a little bit by injuries. Uh, Caleb Montgomery taken to the hospital right after the match. They, you know, made it known that he was rushed to the hospital just to make sure everything was good. He had some upper body injuries, whatever that means. That's all we get, man. What what part of the body? Yep. North or south? <laughs> <laughs> In or around the top portion of his body, he was. Hurt and taking. And what's kind of interesting is I'm, I'm I'm just verifying here. He wasn't even subbed off, right? I think that was a no. kind of a late. It was kind of a late like mm-hmm. goalkeeper collision, if I recall correctly. It kind of seemed like maybe a shot to the, maybe the shoulder or like the back or the chest or ribs or something like that. You know, it, it just kind of seemed like it was a pretty rough. Like uh, a yeah, bruise almost neck, maybe. Maybe yeah. something like mm-hmm. that. Maybe just to check out before they flew home to make sure nothing was punctured, uh, or fractured or anything like that. So damn scrappy kids. Um, 
yeah, looks hurt. Look, looks like it hurt, and uh, I'm glad he's okay. So we have he's got Caleb. those sharp elbows. <laughs> Caleb was uh, he did end up traveling. He was fine. He ended up traveling with uh, the team, continued the the trip, and went to LA with them as well. Obviously, he didn't play, but uh, we had Caleb. We had then Colin out. We had who else was out? That uh, was another player that was uh, that was on the injured list. But then mm, also. Uh, well, I guess we'll hold on on this other injury because we've got another injury in, in the upcoming match against yes. those, right? The, and right after that yeah. uh, Tacoma match. So it was, golly, can we move on from Tacoma? Is there anything? Yeah, let's get the hell out of Tacoma. Let's get on the plane at SeaTac. Let's fly down to LAX. So the only, down the, uh, I guess, I, I guess I'll, I'll bring us, I'll, I'll bring us back there. But the only thing I want to say left on the Tacoma match is, um, it was great to see Toomey score again. Right, I mean, he's yeah. he hasn't sco- yeah. he hasn't, and we'll get to that at Los Dos, but um, yeah, he he he, he kind of started intermittently, and then obviously we have a lot of attacking talent. It, I think minutes are hard to come by up there, and it's cool to see when he does get that start, he's making the most of it. Um, right now, obviously, like I said, we'll get to Los Dos, but he's tied for leading goal scorer on the on the squad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty dope. That's it's great. You know, he he was with the team last year. Um, He's a completely different player than really any of our other attackers. Uh, obviously, this was his third goal off of his head. Um, the fourth one wasn't, and uh, uh, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I, you kind of see the emergence of of what he's what he's capable of, right? He's he's playing a lot better. It seems like he's more in form. Um, that was kind of my one bright spot out of Tacoma. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that's yeah, that's what I was saying with him and Ibarra linking up. It was really nice because it did yep. feel frustrating. They both have that extra gear and they both couldn't engage it earlier in the year. And you're starting to see a click uh, for yep. Toomey for sure. And that's if he's dangerous, as as they've said, he might be the most talented person on the roster if he puts it together uh, at this level. And, and you've heard that from Nate. You've heard it actually, I think, from Landon before as well in interviews last year about kind of just the raw talent that was on the roster. So uh, he is he's a diamond uh waiting to shine just because we have so many other attacking talents we're throwing up there and just trying to make it click but he's clicking in then uh on to la we go uh or to carson as jerry likes to say the smokestacks uh <laughs> that's how we know we're in the right place uh herbalife building here we are uh, yeah right right we play in the uh, ikea parking lot actually in carson is what where they they're just afraid of us. I mean, I've never heard people <laughs> afraid of San Diegans before. I feel like generally, uh, like, out of most cities, like, oh, I might not go to Philadelphia. They're pretty intense uh, or whatever. But, like, San Diegans, like, <laughs> oh, don't invite them up. Can't have them come to a game. We so, might have to, like, staff the concourse or something. They call, so they call them Los Dos, and we got them with the Dos Aceros. So, I mean, it's it just, it's, you know, poetry, uh, yeah, I, I would like to call it. Uh, it was, uh, that was a little bit better and the lineup changed there. So we could see a little bit of a difference when it comes to the talent that was on the field starting. And I, okay, okay, maybe I shouldn't say the talent. I should say the, uh, uh, I don't know. Consistency, the familiarity. Familiarity. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you, Steve. That's why you're in the show. Uh, Austin Guerrero uh, being at goal again. That was really good. And that was I'm excited to see Austin. Uh, not only is he a beautiful man. God damn it. Uh, also, he's a very, very good goalkeeper. And he's just done great every time that he's come out. He doesn't get a lot of an opportunity. Obviously, we have somebody like Muse, uh, you know, in the, in the back and on loan from, you know, from a very, very strong MLS team. So, of course, there are probably going to be some requirements there. And I think that has a little bit to do with 
Austin Guerrero maybe not playing as much as uh, he should. And I'm mm. just going to throw that out there, honestly. Uh, I do believe that uh, one of the things that I thought was, well, are they putting Austin out there against the what they would consider the easy teams? And I don't think that's the case necessarily. I think no. the two times that he has played, it's just worked out that way where the teams that, he, that we played against and he was playing in were not necessarily the best at that point in time. However, also with this, you know, being away uh, in Tacoma, having Muse play, Muse needs a break. Austin Guerrero comes in and just, you know, he just performs every single time. In the back, we had Elijah Martin back as well, which was nice. Caleb uh, Montgomery was back, so that was good. We had Joshua Yarrow uh, back there and then Jack Metcalf. Uh, and then in, in the front, we had, you know, who I missed. I think I missed a lot in uh, the Tacoma game, which was Jack Blake as a starter. We have yeah. Toomey there. We have Guido, Ibarra. I really like those three up in the front, man. I really like Ibarra, Guido, and Moshabani in the front. Those guys are dangerous. And yeah. I think the more they play together in the front, it's there's going to be some scary moments for the other teams. Uh, yeah. but what, it's almost it's almost, it's almost kind of crazy we don't consider Jack Blake as one of the attacking players, right? Like, yeah. But he's so talented, and he's so creative, and he's good on the ball. Like, He's like our he, fourth he, attacker. He can also he come back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he can come back. Exactly. He plays right, that eight. So. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Steve. No, I was, I was, I interrupted Jerry. I was trying to make him continue. Yeah, you all interrupt me, and regardless, it doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You're fine. <laughs> but go ahead. I have nothing else to add right now. Just keep going. Well, yeah, Blake, Blake <laughs> in this game, and it was interesting, right? So we'll get into it a, a bit. So, first of all, we had an early goal. Felt like we haven't seen these since the days of Miguel Berry. Um, you know, he was the the only person who could score for us for a while, but also scored early, right? That was where we controlled games really well, was when we had those early goals. You know, the first 15 minutes, first 20 minutes, we tend to do extremely well as a club, uh, tradi- you know, traditionally in our last two years, right? A year and a half or so. But uh, with the system, we, we tend to do extremely well when we score first. So with that goal from Corey Ertzong, it was a nice little keeper being out of his depth a little bit this is where you're playing these teams like los dos you can take advantage of they're just not next level and sometimes they make mental mistakes that are just right there and Corey, being a very experienced player and this is his birthday it was almost like they left him a little birthday present where they skipped a little pass they weren't reading it too well he intercepts it and uh landon talked about this on his interview today with darren smith on the radio but he said he would have tried to dribble it right that's what landon would do because landon's that kind of player he said, Corey, it's interesting. His first instinct was 100%. I want to chip this. <laughs> so <laughs> he goes for a great little curvy chip, and it was a nice curve to the ball, kind of right into the corner there. Uh, so he knew exactly what he was doing and where he wanted to place it. And uh, it was a birthday birthday shot, birthday goal uh, for the guy in the ninth minute there. Um, you know, great, great job by Corey. So yeah. uh, f- great start. I mean, it's how you want to start almost any game, but uh, fun to see, fun for his birthday, especially to have that kind of uh, celebration. And, Steve, thoughts? And- and his 70th USL goal, which is awesome. Yeah. It's a, that's a, it's a momentous occasion. Um, but it's kind of specific to this goal, and then it, it'll kind of take me into my take on the match. Um, it seems like we play a lot better when we're able to counterpress a team that wants to possess um, versus a, you know, a team that's willing to sit back and let us possess. We're not as good on the ball trying to be creative. We're a lot better when we can kind of play defense and then counterpress the ball away. That's exactly what happened on this goal. Corey counterpressed. He stole the ball and he, he cut the he cut the keeper out and he obviously chipped it in the chipped it in. That's amazing. Um, it kind of reminds me of sorry Jerry, I know you're wearing the jersey, but it reminds me of Liverpool in the early Klopp days when they first got Salah and 
Sadio Mane, you know, they would lose against, you know, lower table teams, but they would always beat the top six, the rest of the top six, because they, the rest of the top six want to possess. Wait, this is not they, a Liverpool jersey, could, but you go ahead. I know I'm saying I, I'm, I, I know I know the rivalry. That's what I'm saying. Um, it just it there's just no rivalry feels like, there. Like, Liverpool is like, like whatever. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> it, it just feels like if we can counter press and play a little you know, a little bit uh, more high energy, we're better uh, than, you know, obviously Phoenix, we've, the first match was really bad, but we've played them good ever since uh, because they're a team that it is, it kind of does more of the same, right? They, they want to possess, they counter press too, but um, I, I like, uh, I liked the, the team when we could do that. It just depends on the opponent, right? If, if the opponent wants to possess and kind of control the match through that, um, that puts the ball in our court to counter press. If the opponent's happy sitting back, then it puts the ball literally at our feet to be creative. It's, it, it, it's, it's a conundrum of soccer, right? You gotta, you gotta win either way. Um, mm. I just, we're better at the counter pressing side of it right now. And I, I wonder how that's going to kind of play in the second half of this season. Yeah. You know, with the goal coming so early and then going into the 20th minute, I'm thinking, cool, we're good. We're doing good. And we're possessing. And then the 23rd, to me right uh and what a again another goal in the 23rd minute where just oh, man i mean what what can you say and what was it set up by blake if i'm i'm not even looking yeah. at the notes yes you are so beautiful <laughs> to me Moshobani. thanks travis it's travis's song yeah um it, it just it, it going up to zero that's always, you know, that's one of those like soccer scorelines where you're like, oh, yeah, we better <laughs> yeah, uh, right. have it especially happened so early in the match. But at the same time yeah. with this club, I feel really confident when they when they score early and then they keep possession. And they did a much better job of continuing to push, which was also very interesting. They weren't just settling for the yeah. dos acero. They wanted to yeah. put more in the back. And you could see these guys just hungry for, hungry for more. You know, they were really like excited to... Uh, keep pushing, keep moving forward. And they were like, yes, this is where we need to be. Uh, I saw a few people. So CJ Fodry was in the list and there's a note here. And I don't know which one of you to put that in here, but I did see this. There was people that wanted CJ to start over Corey on his birthday. What's wrong with you people? Uh, but yeah, CJ is going to eventually have his shot. I believe uh, that guy is the future. He's super good too. So I'm excited to see yeah. him yeah. play. Recommended by Rubin. So, you know, that comes with high standards, right? Like that's a, no, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, I'm it? talking about CJ Fodder. He, you're talking about Boone. Boone oh, was recommended Boone. by, Boone came from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was Who did Fodder come from. He's in, he's or in not select, high school, right? Buddy. He's yeah, in, yeah. he's in Lotus select. Yeah, he's the select. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, my bad mixing up players yeah, here. How dare left you? and right. How the, dare you? <laughs> But the, <laughs> if you come here for facts, you should not listen to. No, I'm just kidding. No, this is mostly <laughs> we try to be technical. Yeah. I've said that that's, multiple that's times in uh, you know in the last 46 episodes of this. <laughs> no, um, the to me to me um, you know right place right time. But he's he's finding the back of the net where he used to square this right at the keeper last season. Right, it, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's it seems to be that he's just doing things are slowing down for him. Right, he's a, he's a very mental player. Um, and I think with Ibarra, you saw this as well. Uh, it wasn't his feet that were broken. 
as a player. Uh, his physical skills were very much there when he came here to train. It was that mentally he felt, and he talked about this, I think, when he almost left us and then came back, right? He was like, thank you for helping me find myself again mentally as a player and find out where I fit in and what to do. And I think, obviously, it's one thing when you're playing and training and trying to find your own individual part of that. It's another thing when you're trying to click in as a team um, and find other individual strengths. So it's been nice to watch those two uh, link up. And then similarly, I think Blake and uh, Toomey are finding more time together. They're going to be a little bit more linked up. And to our point about Blake, I think that in this game, he was playing a little bit more um, of that central supporting mid uh, than, than possibly playing up front. And so you could see ways that maybe that will be successful moving forward, but obviously he's so dangerous uh, in and outside the box that you want to get him more forward. Uh, and that's where it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, the midfield moving forward. But this was the one I was really hoping for three to four goals. I was really hoping for, you know, trying to get that big win. And it did seem like we were pressing. It did seem like they could have gotten there. And so I'll, I'll take that a little bit, but I definitely still want to see one of these where they just trounce, you know, especially this team that's been beaten by five, six, nothing by Las Vegas, right. Or whatever <laughs> earlier in the season. Yeah. Uh, or was it the other way around? Yeah. So it's, uh, both of those teams have beat each other like that. So I feel like we should be able to pull the, one of those over on one of these teams uh, at one of these points. But th- it was nice to see that and, and see the confidence just because I'd love to see more of that. You know, at each goal, you're going to get 200% more confidence out of each one of these players. Yeah, no, agreed. They lost 5-0 to Phoenix. Uh, they lost, it was only a 4-3. Uh, it was 4-3. Yeah, okay. with. That's right. There Vegas. was four like, oh, at one point, and then they came back. Let me see if they whatever. had any different. Oh, yeah, they beat Las Vegas 5-0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. So like yeah, we should be able to do that to Vegas or somebody at some point, but it's that's on that's paper. what I was hoping for here. On paper, yeah, yeah for sure. That's, yeah, it, it, we are a much better team than what we've been. Uh, you know, we should be able to produce way more goals, I should say, than what we have. Uh, in the twenty-seventh minute, Elijah Martin goes down. He uh, Celsius gets subbed in. Uh, yeah. For Elijah, like for like there, and uh, you know that was another one well, of those things. I kind think of, kind of. Uh, if if Elijah would have. You know, state. I do think that maybe another one goes in. If I'm being honest, yeah, he does such. Yeah, I mean, Sal. Sal's technically technically sound, but I think Nick put it earlier. He's he's not. He can't really run as much as he used to be able to. Um, he 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 doesn't have that up and down that Elijah has. So it definitely changes our left side. Uh, And then Yarrow got to talk about this goal line save, man. What? A save and Yarrow has been playing amazing recently. Remember what a rocky start he has? And we're like, oh my gosh, yeah, no. Um, and I mean, I think they brought him on to take on the place that they were expecting Ebenezer Akan was gonna take. And mm-hmm. you know, we don't know what Akan ever would have been like. And I, I'm hoping that now we see from Yarrow what you know what the team wanted from Akan. Uh, that goal line save is fantastic, man. Like, fantastic. Uh, and he kept us in the in the game. I think a two one is a much different game. Uh, wh- around what time did that happen, though? I don't know exactly. I don't it was know the it, it was the 40th minute. Jeez, yeah, that would have been 40th the- minute. So it was after the injuries, you know, ap- or after the injury, after Elijah came off. Uh, obviously, up that's right. two zero. Uh, that could have definitely changed things going into the half. And we've I, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, how this team we've consistently given up goals leading into halftime or leading into the end of the match mm-hmm. um and so that would have been another example um obviously just kind of a 
you know, the, the ball's just kind of knocking around there and he just was at the right place at the right time. But it's one of those instinctual things you can't teach. Um, and, you know, those kind of things earn you more minutes yeah. because that could have that could have definitely changed the halftime speech. It could have changed the second half. It could have changed the entire the, the entire result. So uh, yeah. massive shout out to Yarrow. Mentally, it's huge. The other team thinks they're Absolutely. facing a wall and that wall that wall's name was Yarrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> I, I do think it does when you feel like nothing's going to go in for us today, you know, especially when the, you see the other team pull that kind of stuff off. It's it's disheartening as, a, as the other you know team who's, who's trying to score. We've seen that from our perspective sometimes where it just feels like nothing's going to go in. Right. And so that's I, I as you said, Steve, I think it's massive and can't be understated how Biggie's, you know, grown from. Uh, definitely the player with the most growth we've seen on since game one to now, uh, I think in terms of the season with our, with our club, uh, for any player has been Yaro and, and how he's playing. So, um, hope it continues, uh, and, and continue to, uh, find more solidity back there because it is stuff like that that makes a clean sheet. Right. And that's where you can't get on Austin or Trey too much is that you still need a little luck like that mm-hmm. from a defender. You need a great clearance or you need somebody who's coming in with a great run and that defender just to make the perfect tackle um, to keep that sheet clean. Same thing as a perfect game in baseball or uh, any other sport where you, you might not be in total control of the defense, even though you might have most of the controls. So uh, really incredible uh, defense from, from, from the squad in this game, as we were saying in the last game, Harping on where where it falls down, this is where it goes right. Is having everybody in the right place, and then people make the right plays, right soccer plays. Yeah, and looking at the soccer stats, fifty eight point four possession to San Diego Loyo. We had a total of thirty three percent of the aerials, dual aerial duels won. So Galaxy okay. two kicked our butt in uh, aerial duels. They got hops. Yeah. They they have they hops. Also, they they like to bomb the ball and they like to take. Um, it seems like they work on that a bit, which mm-hmm. you feel like we score a lot with our heads, but we should be a little bit better at winning some of those aerial duels for sure. Well, a hundred percent. And here's the thing too. We got two goals, but we were tied on shots, 13 apiece, tied on shots on target, six apiece. We had three block shots apiece, seven shots outside the box and six shots inside the box, all even with galaxy two. We just yep. managed to get uh, those two in. You know, that chip really started uh, something and, and gave the guys confidence. So it was good to see. Uh, I mean, what else do we need to talk about there? There's, uh, you know, another clean sheet for Guerrero. That's two for two. That's two for two. Two free car washes for all the fans. Uh, and by the way, for those that are listening that maybe don't know how you get your... Uh, I'm hoping we get another clean sheet this year, so I'm going to tell you how to how you get your Hope car wash. Hope we get one Saturday. Yeah. Right after the match, they will post a link or they'll tell you text... Blah, blah, blah. I think the word is like clean to a certain number, and it sends you... They send you a link where you can sign up, you put in your information, and then they email you a like a f- coupon pass thing, barcode thing on your email that you use for a free car wash. So again, for the second time, two for two... Austin, thank you for the car wash, sir. Let's see what else we got. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for this match. Oh, no. One big thing that we forgot to talk about. Jack Metcalf. Yep. I wasn't aware of this, but the injuries are piling up. Drew. I I see you making a list down here. Uh, Jack Metcalf underwent. Steve. Is that Steve? Oh. That was me. 
Okay. Well, we're going to give the credit to Drew. Jack Metcalf underwent successful <laughs> surgery uh, to repair his broken clavicle, which uh, the injury was suffered during this Galaxy 2 match. It was near the end. We saw him kind of walk off. It's your holding, collarbone, for those of you. Holding his uh, arm a little bit, right? Kind of like his side there, like this. But it was here, kind of on the, mm-hmm. you know, closer to the neck, so the clavicle. Uh, man. Now, can somebody look up how long does it take to recover from a broken clavicle surgery? Because they're actually really common in American football in the gridiron. Um, so hopefully, not you see too them long? a lot. And typically, players come back three to four weeks. Um, so it is one of those things where it's for American football, and that's a much more high contact sport, right? In the chest. So mm-hmm. there is that. I'm sure running uh, and breathing might be a little bit difficult since it's all part of that chest array of muscles where your lungs are. So there might be some, you know, different stuff there, but if it's a minor fracture of the clavicle versus a major break, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, obviously could be a, a pretty minimal timeout in this sport where legs are more important than arms. Three to but, four months. Yeah. This is what Taylor said. There you go. A couple of months. Three to four it. months. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ugh. So, so it's, it depends. And, and yeah, can you play that? Can you run a lot with that? You know, for 90 minutes straight, that's also kind of a lot of the questions in terms of the severity and what's there. But yeah. So yeah. again, just a bunch of injuries. Uh, yeah. And the, well, the before we move on from that, the Metcalf one concerns me because he's been our right back all season. I, I think mm-hmm. he started every match. I think he's played basically every minute. Um, I can't even really think about who's going to play right back. I, I kind of feel like maybe Morgan, but he usually plays right outside mid. So. I'm I'm almost really concerned about the Metcalf injury more than I am uh, the other two that we have listed there because uh, it just seems like we haven't had a backup right back at all. Um, so I wonder if that's going to mean we're going to sign somebody or who's going to kind of slot out there. Um, I'm just not sure. Yeah, that and it, it pulls the whole offense back as we were saying. It pulls certain players back for like yeah. uh, further back because he's done such a great job of linking forward and and being making the passes in or making crossing the field in a certain way. And and that's just not going to be there because he is a very special player at pushing the ball into certain places that, that other people don't. So it's going to be up to somebody to make, make up that production in certain ways. And then maybe we find more link play in ways that we didn't suppose, but yeah, there, there's definite loss when you have somebody who makes as many passes completed and uh, good passes as he does. Yeah. Oh, look, two boss flexing over here on us. He, we spoke with Jack today. Okay, must be nice uh, <laughs> with your media passes. Uh, he's in good spirits and bonded over. Oh, yeah, over being losers. Okay, so anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. I'm just kidding. I love you, two balls in the mic. Mainly Chiva. Tony's okay. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, that's yeah. So I mean, obviously, we hope that Metcalf uh, comes back soon. I uh, hope he recovers uh, well and a hundred percent, and that we can you know get things going. Luckily, uh, it sounds like it's it's a common thing in sports that hopefully is you know something he can come a hundred percent back from. So I hope so. Yeah. All right, let's get into some locals topics because we're running out of time here. Uh, oh, wow, we are. That was fast. Yeah. What is this members Ooh. meeting we're, we're talking about? What is this? Well, do so we want to do that? Do we want to preview the the match real quick, or do we want to? Oh, I mean, I guess we can. Uh, we can do. We can do it after. Let's go. Let's let's have our let's have yeah, our you meal. You guys just talk and then too we'll have much. Our dessert right? I'm, later. Trying, 
trying to move this along, and you guys are just like, I'm just kidding. I I do that. (laughs) He's another thing, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, uh, so here I'm going to preview it real quick. Rail Monarchs is in a seventh place of the Mountain Division. Seventeen games played, thirteen points to show for it. Ten losses, four ties, only three wins out of seventeen matches. I mean, we better destroy these guys. The only win that they've had in the last last five matches was against Las Vegas Lights, and it was 3-2. That was in July 23rd. Not okay. doing very good this year, Real Monarchs. And we're home, so. And we're home. Yeah. Yep. I mean, what more of a preview do you want than that? <laughs> that's <laughs> no. it. That's all I want. And I had a butterfly fly by my hand today. Yeah, so that's a good sign. What? Okay. Is that is like a good Monarchs. omen? The Monarchs. The Monarchs. Did you smack it? They're modern <laughs> They're just going to be nice and soft. <laughs> I don't think that's the type of monarchs that they are real monarchs. They should be. They're way cooler. Okay. What, oh, the, the royalty the of Salt Lake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I guess. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice to be back home. That's all I really have to say. This is, starts a stretch of four home matches in basically three weeks. We got a midweek game uh, here on the 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it'll be nice to be back home. And it's kind of starts our second four-game home stretch of the season. Uh, last time, it really kicked off a nine-game unbeaten. Uh, so, let's go. Hopefully, we can do that again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good vibes. So, members yeah. meeting. Let's get into this. What what what, what, what is this? Yeah, so we talked about doing a, a, a members-wide meeting uh, where we hear you guys, listen to you guys. Um, we haven't really picked a date or a time or a place yet. but We were supposed we to do talking, that on Tuesday. We are talking about but... it internal. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to we'll figure it that by out next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By next week, we'll figure that out probably sometime in September. Uh, and then we will communicate that appropriately. Um, so that'll be, that'll be, a, it'll be a cool event to get everybody together. Um, we'll try to give as much notice as possible. It probably will be a weeknight just because our weekends are so, so packed with um, matches uh, mm-hmm. and, and then away matches, you know, we, we try to take our weekends seriously as well. So, uh, it probably will be a weeknight, but we'll try to communicate that as far ahead as as, as possible so people can adjust schedules if they want to make it. Nice. Cool. So that's, so that's kind of stay that. Tuned, stay tuned for that. Yes. Uh, and then we also have fundraiser that we're doing mm-hmm. right now. Which side are you signing with? That's like, this, <laughs> this is uh, directly off Loyal of... Loyal Select and CJ Fodrine. Duh. This is uh, directly off of the, the post from San Diego Loyal. Three teams lead the charge this month as we partner with Radies Children to raise a hundred thousand. Jeez, that's a great number. A hundred thousand to benefit the Center for Gender Affirming Care. I was gonna say, what are we doing? Buying Jack Grealish? No, we're helping the Center for Gender Affirming <laughs> Care here. That's Loyal to inclusion. Join the competition. Help us reach our goal of a hundred thousand. There's three teams that you can join. San Diego Loyal front office, right? You have uh the Loyal okay. Select Group, who, by the way, is top team right now. I'll tell you the numbers where that we're at. Uh, and then Go the Loyal select. Supporters Groups, which is the Locos, the Chavos, Los Chavos, the Loyal, and it's a Rainbow Loyal. So all of the supporters groups are one team. We're in second place. We're beating the front office, by the way, which is fantastic. Uh, and then we have Loyal Select, who's Hell kicking yeah. everybody's ass right now. $2,549. <laughs> We're at twelve hundred. Not too shabby. Um, not yeah, too shabby. We gotta step it up. Come on, guys. What are we doing? And I have this a feeling is, that we got a bunch of kids. Okay, but listen. What, what are we doing? Listen, 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 listen. 
I feel that the reason that the loyal that loyal select is winning is because part of the loyal select team is Shannon McMillan, who is oh. has her own. She's the top individual right now. She herself has raised two thousand three hundred and ninety nine dollars. As a matter of fact, I'm She's not even shark. sure if there's uh, anybody. The ringer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not even fair. <laughs> no. uh, but he, yeah. Hey, shout out to our very own Nicole Peterson, who's in second place as a top individual right now. And she is beating out Landon Donovan. So uh, just saying, Ooh. just saying, Landon, uh, we're up there. So we're definitely kicking some butt here. Uh, it's good. Let's keep going. And... Uh, Go ahead and look for the link on our social media. We should have it up on Twitter. I think it's on Instagram. Yep. Go to the San Diego Loyal uh, social media as well, of course. They'll have the link there so you can go and donate. And uh, it's for a great cause, Loyal to Inclusion, raising yeah. money to benefit the Center for Gender-Affirming Care. So We'll go be ahead. doing this all month, right, Jerry? Yep, all, all month. month. Yeah, so oh, get, get everybody involved, not just yourself. You sign up this week, and then make sure by next week, okay, we're going to remind you again, get a couple people in your head. Who am I going to recommend this to? This is a, a, a great thing that is yeah. uh, can't be can't be supported enough because it is going to give yeah it's directly to people the, who need the it. The traditional, the traditional ways that Radies and other, you know, they can they can fundraise by doing walks or, you know, other things um, still is kind of hard to put on. Um, I, I think that their main fundraisers earlier in the year and uh, obviously COVID was kind of bad twice yeah. and for two years in a row, you know, yeah. in March and April. So then they couldn't do those kind of things. Um, so this is kind of the, the way for loyal to pay back to their partners who have really been so good to them too. to really, um, kind of, kind of do this. And, and the whole idea behind the, the teams, uh, last year, obviously it was team Landon, team Nate and team Kerry. Uh, and this year they just kind of did it a little bit different. Uh, was, we were approached and said, yeah, this would be a really cool idea for, for the supporters to really show that you know we're not just there for game day, but we're here for the community as well, um, to be able to you know sh- flex our muscle a little bit and say uh, we've got a lot of members, we've got a lot of influence, and uh, let let's kind of show that here. So yeah, Nick, it's a really rad thing that we were kind of included in. Nick, thank you for saying this. So the loyal select jersey is now on sale and available mm-hmm. at the cool. shop. Twenty five percent of that purchase is going to the same exact cost. Um, and just to read off of what RadyFoundation.org website says, members of the San Diego loyal team are working together to raise funds for Rady Children's Center for Gender Affirming Care, which provides essential clinical, psychological and social support for children, teens and youth in our community with gender dysphoria and related healthcare needs. Every dollar will fuel the center's programs and multidisciplinary team of mental health, endocrinology, and adolescent medicine experts providing individuals with greater access to comprehensive evidence-based care. It's a really important cause. And it's a great cause that we can all uh, help and lend a hand to. We are at almost $4,000 raised out of the 100000 that they want to raise. We have a it's long early. way to go. But we just started. It's early. So let's get it going, guys. Uh, again, look for all those links on social media and uh, be a part of something awesome. Uh, and also to add to something awesome, tomorrow as a recording, we have something going on that's very exclusive to only that group of the San Diego Loyal Supporters groups. Just exclusive, like I had mentioned. Exclusive. 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 We have been invited to a training session. Are you are you on the list? Are you on the list? That's the guy. That's the guy at the. 
<laughs> are we gonna have some? Actually, we are gonna have somebody checking, making sure that you are a member of a supporter group in order for you to make it in. So, Los Chavos de Loyo, Rainbow Loyals, and the locals, all members are invited to training session. You do have to be a member of one of those groups to be able to make it in. Otherwise, yeah, we got a couple questions about kids. Kids are fine. We're not gonna be like, you know, your kids aren't members. That's that's Disneyland not the whole point rules. Of this. Yeah, 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 for sure. But nah, um, we should be checking them kids. <laughs> just to clarify that, but yeah, we had been bugging. <laughs> I know we teased this a little bit last week, but we had been bugging them um, about doing this because it's kind of the cool, you know, members only thing. Um, and so we finally agreed on a date with uh, with the club, and that is tomorrow. Um, and then, yeah, uh, you know, on behalf of uh, you know the the greatest good of one hundred and nine, and and you know, we really love what Chavos are doing, and we love what Rainbow Loyal are doing. So, kind of reached out to them and invited them to to the to the event uh you know wanted to make sure that they kind of got in on the experience because they go hard for 90 just like we do they they give back to the communities just like we do um so this we kind of reached out and extended this to our fellow supporters groups and uh i really look forward to tomorrow because i think it's going to be a super super cool fun event for our members and their members to really get like a glimpse right i mean we pour our hearts and souls in on match days and this is kind of a cool way to say well what's training like you know how's landon when He's not wearing the suit and the scarf. Like, how is Coach Nate when he's not, you know, wearing the track suit on the bench? Like, <laughs> it's it's really kind of curious to see that stuff. Uh, how are how are the how are the guys who are traditionally backups, right? Like, how how are they in training? Like, it's just it's just kind of a cool thing. So yeah, like Jerry said, it's kind of, it's exclusive and it's a it should be a really rad event. So if you guys are on the fence, please make it out. Um, the event starts at five five thirty is when. Uh, we'd like everybody to get there. Training starts at six. Uh, we were informed by the club that parking will be enforced. Um, so you, you got to pay for parking until seven. Uh, so it's like yeah. an hour and a half. I don't know how much that is, but just make sure if you are yeah. listening and you are going, uh, make sure you pay for parking. Boom. It's kind of a bummer, but it just kind of is free. Is. Yeah. Yeah. You breathe in this town, you're paying for parking. So good point. Good point. But uh, yeah, it's it, th that'll be a really cool thing. I'm really, really looking forward to tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. And then what else we got? This is the part where the club reminds you that your match ticket actually includes a $5 parking fee uh, built into the <laughs> ticket, which is a, which is actually part of it. That's why you don't pay for parking when you come for the match, which is nice. Uh, you don't have to think about it. But uh, yeah, we, we will pay there. But I'm, I'm excited for the Saturday uh, pregame because we've had our bums barking lot. We've had some stuff in and out. One of the things that will be going on this Saturday, which is exciting, is that we have a new merch product. Jerry, give me the horns. I gotta make my own horns over here. <laughs> Sorry, falling asleep. Anyway, over yeah, uh, I just you, maybe you were looking at two. I thought you were looking at two balls saying Nate, 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 safe for work. Nate, Nate, safe for work. Over Nate, there. safe for work. But yeah, so we'll we'll have a new new merch product, which is we've talked about it a little bit, which is patches. We've been trying to get some patches together, and Travis had some wonderful designs. They look beautiful. They've come out as amazing patches. They're not they're not that like basic patch. They're like good solid patches. Uh, I would be proud to put this on my my merit badge sash uh, of any kind. So. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of these patches, but you will be able to get them as an exclusive starting at the parking lot on Saturday. They will go on sale later online generally. But if you are in town, if you are coming to the match, if you are a local, uh, come to the parking lot. 
get some stickers. $15, Steve? Is that what we're talking about for these? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do them as $15. four packs only. Four packs only. So they're four, four patches. Um, I know I teased one last week. Um, and maybe we'll tease some more after hours. But um, for now, all we're going to say is, yeah, four, four patches, 15 bucks. They're iron-on patches. About three inches across each. Um, Jerry, I know you have a, a sweet jacket that you wear or vest that you wear. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> in, as I've been seeing them more and more. So kind of a really rad spot to kind of collect this kind of stuff. And it, we'll definitely do, be doing more of them. So if you guys are like on the fence about starting a, a place where you can collect this kind of stuff, I think we're going to be doing some more of this going forward because it's a, it's kind of a cool way to, you know, like show your history and how, how, how long you've been around and, and show what, you know, we do some cool designs. We can make a patch of them and you can put them on your, on your clothes. Like, so, um, your backpack, yeah, it's or kind of whatever. the first, the first of yeah. many, the first of many. Totally. Patch I have one. a jacket, Steve, and it's much bigger than Jerry's vest, uh, because Very I'm hot. a larger person. Uh, it is way too hot, but it also does. It's too much space. So I need more patches yeah. for my giant, <laughs> jacket size versus jerry jerry's already filling up his vest he's already got a bunch of <laughs> I put one patch yeah. and it's already covered like it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the tom and jerry right. way right but yeah, but yeah it's the uh just yeah. to iterate what drew was saying uh we're gonna do this as a barking lot exclusive uh because drew said this very well from the very beginning we are an in-person supporters group if you want to come and get merch you need to come and hang out with us like we will have them online eventually if we don't sell out, but we might sell out. It, it's, we didn't order a, a whole lot of these. Um, I would say limited edition to an extent. Um, but yeah, definitely come out, get, get some beers, come check out the patches and kind of have your chance to buy them because um, we want you guys to come out. It's kind of the whole point. So yeah. um, what's yeah, merch that, without that's a kind story? Of the cool thing we're doing. Yeah, I have a I have one of my favorite scarves. I love all my local scarves. They're fantastic. Um, and I'm, I'm going to have a lot of memories that are baked and seeped into each one, uh, as well as other uh, fluids. But <laughs> the the one that I love the most is my timber scarf I have, because I bought it the night I went to go watch the double post game. It's not even that great of a scarf. It's actually a, a decent scarf, but it's it's not an army scarf. It was just the promotional, like hearkening back to their 1975 logo with their current logo and it's, it's okay, but it's, it's from the year they won the title and from the, the year that they, I was at the game that was one of the most you know memorable games they've ever played. So it became a thing where I love that merch because of the story. Right. And the same thing with the patches, same thing with the shirts we're wearing. It's, it's only great if it has a memory that's tied to it. Right. And something mm -hmm. that actually is built on top of where that merch is coming from. Right. So uh, that's that's where we've always looked at it that way. So I'm excited to see everybody there. And this is something we'd love to do more of as we get more in-person events is being able to sprinkle things out there and, and make more stuff available to you in person that maybe can't be av made available online just because of shipping or, or whatever else as well. Yeah, I know. Because it's... we want you to come out and get it. Yeah, simple. come hang out. I would say, you know, that these patches are very exclusive, uh, just like what you would get, you know, when you're in like the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or whatever, and you have to earn these patches. These patches have Local to be scouts. earned. How you earn them, you ask? By giving us $15. Well That's how you do it. Um, so just to make sure that you bring your money with you um, and earn those patches at the Bums parking lot this Saturday. And that's going to do it for us. We're completely out of time. These guys sure know how to talk. I try to calm them and, and tell them not to talk so much, but they don't listen. <laughs> they don't listen. 
uh, I just really want to hear my voice more, but I'm not allowed to because these guys just keep talking. And so I just wanted to make sure that everybody's so I'm just kidding. I'm having like one of those nights today where I'm just like making fun of you guys and it's not cool. I'm sorry, guys. I love you. I'll take just it. I'll take it. Let's just say you know. We oh. talked a lot tonight. What is that? Is that <laughs> Chewbacca? Oh. He came in to, to train wreck the end of the show here. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> I was going to say that Steve is going to get, we should come up with merit badges. That's the next thing we should have supported. Oh, that's a good Steve idea. is going to get a drum head changing merit badge this weekend. So I think I am. Um, yeah. So there's there's different levels you can earn, right? You can songwriting merit badge. There you go. There's a new drum head right there. Uh, so we'll be back in service for anybody who saw the uh, unfortunate breakage. We we went down one drum <laughs> than another uh, after the last. Sometimes you just bang them out, and that's the half season here. We need a new drum head for the second half, so we're ready to go. There's the visual. This is why you tune in. Yeah, see, uh, notice to, notice how I said feed. we were done, we're over, but these guys are still talking. See what I mean? This there we go. We're still talking. We're actually doing a show and tell, Jerry. So we're not just talking. We're actually showing as well. Uh, you, Jerry, this is your fault. You asked Drew what his Chewbacco thing was. You you, you opened the door, <laughs> and, and I brought us to here. But uh, Jerry, Jerry wants an end of the Yes. Nick Munnut. Jerry wants an uh, end of the podcast merit badge. That's what Jerry wants. Uh, <laughs> he, he's the only one who knows how to do it because otherwise we would just be talking till the game started on Saturday. Apparently. Thank you guys for being here for episode 47, uh, Car Washes and Donuts. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and close it out. That's it for us. Uh, we might be uh, here a little bit uh, afterwards, just sure. a little bit, because I have things to do tomorrow, y'all. Y'all need to let me sleep. This one getting all cranky today. Uh, also, I'm out of beer, so I need a refill. You guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time, and uh, you know, we'll see you at the game on Saturday. Loyal against Real Monarchs coming to visit here in town. See us at Bums Barking Lot. All information on our social media. Follow us there at the locals SG. All right. See you guys later. Bye. <laughs>